0: Jack, follow-up podcast. By the time y'all hear this, the top 10 list has already came out. So whoever whoever won that shit, shout out to y'all. <laughs> and we got a special guest here. It's long overdue. We got Oliver here. What up, what up, what up? For everyone in the city who makes music, y'all have heard of him at some point. Y'all probably went to Bloomington to work at his studio. Appreciate it. You have probably heard some of the music that he has mixed and made on the radio I've via Tapa Wallow. You know they should they should have by now, but uh, how did you get your start in producing?
1: Um, honestly, it happened in in high school. When I was about sixteen. Um, you know, a bunch of kids were rapping, and that was right around when FL Studio had kind of made its way into being more accessible on computers. Because initially, things like Pro Tools and Cubase and all these other DAWs to make beats or MPCs were so expensive, and you know couldn't really afford that, and so a uh, buddy of mine told me about FL Studio and just started making beats and messed around for a little while and eventually got better about two years down the road because my first shit was ass <laughs> was no, that shit was ter- I still have it up I still have the page so I can I can always go back and on SoundCloud on, yeah, on SoundClick. yeah my, yeah so on Sound. I got my original <laughs> SoundClick. it is terrible like terrible terrible um but no yeah that's how I got started just cause just this kid I knew was a DJ and did it and I started messing around with it, and started taking it serious, and people liked it. Yeah. Move forward. It's a it's a boring story, but there's, there's a lot more into it. Yeah. Um, getting into the actual industry was was a much more uh, strained process. You know mm. what I mean? It's it's not. It's is this you know I had delusions of grandeur just like anybody else did. You know, trying to get in the industry and actually be producing, uh, but. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. So basically, I, I started selling beats, you know, when I was younger. During that point, probably about eighteen, and eventually people kind of conned on, and I got with small indie labels, just like local things, and would producer artists, record them, um, just really just work with anyone that I could for cheap or for for free, just to kind of get my foot in the door. Eventually moved to LA, and that's when everything kind of changed, where. When you're in that environment, you're around a bunch of people. I wasn't making any money. Don't get it twisted. When I was like 19, 20, I was not making any money in the industry because, you know, when you're young and not as good as all the top bread earners, you're not It's about the
0: opportunity and look before the money.
1: And the the networking. And a lot of people downplay the networking. You know, you have to know people. You have to get into these circles. You have to get into there to even be heard. You know, like there's no point And it's definitely A very very closed circle Like it's so closed off That I have people That leave from Bloomington Go to LA Make friends With a random group of people And will text me Like oh yeah Hit up blah blah I was like oh yeah I'll just text him I have his number Like that type of shit Like Yeah. you know what I mean It's it's very very small and, and cl- In a, a closed circle So that's how I got started man Just in high school And,
0: and what, what year would you say You moved to LA? Uh,
1: first time so that was I want to say 2000 and damn I can't do math 6 2006 okay. 2007 uh, was probably around the first time I did that because I had lived prior to that I had lived in Atlanta I did the music scene out in Atlanta I, I actually really liked Atlanta back then I was in a bad situation uh, just because you know I was chasing a dream I didn't have shit to my name mm-hmm. I was really just like you know cruising the country trying to, trying to work on music but yeah around 2006 2007 I moved out to L.A. Did that for a little while. Moved back to here for family. Ended up moving back out there again for music. Um, and then I think at some point I just stopped. I, I moved away from there and then just now I'll periodically visit and get stuff done. I enjoy LA a lot, uh, but the the cost of living is so high. And if you're not making like good good money, you know what I mean. There's it just yeah. doesn't make sense. Or
0: you if you're, you're not an Instagram thought, yeah, you're done. Settling selling tummy tea.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to get my Instagram thoughtness up. It's, it's a hard life.
0: Yeah, they they get audited.
1: What?
0: Yes, they get They got audited lately. How? Cause they they selling all the all those tummy teas and the little teeth whitening thing and the charcoal oh. stuff, and they be getting paid for that shit. Like you talk
1: about, like the, the cash app shit, where they just have cash app in their bio and dudes. Or well, they might get audited
0: for all that shit too, but the Instagram mods have been getting audited. They ain't been paying their taxes. They're out of there. So be careful. But so so when you you was in Atlanta, so you was kind of, you was around like the birth of Atlanta's run.
1: Yeah. No, I
0: actually. Like when, it like right when it dead, started.
1: Dead serious. So, and this is kind of a, a more personal story. So at the time I was in like a bad living situation Um and I was just hustling. Like I was hustling, trying to, you know, you know, make ends meet. Um, couldn't get a job so I was doing whatever I could to get money and what ended up happening was I was at a barbershop and I had my CD player on me and someone had mentioned something about beats and I was like oh I make beats and they're like nah the fuck you don't I was like no check it out and you know how this is old because I had a CD player on me like I still (laughs) have (laughs) actual CDs and I let them hear it and like, yo, this shit is dope. And it's like, yo, wait here, don't leave after your cut. And I was like, cool. So I stayed there. I ended up getting picked up, and they took us like a little bit south of Atlanta, like right on the edge. I think Riverdale. This is, I don't remember the exact name of it, but um, it was to a studio, right. <clears throat> and I remember going in and seeing like one entrance looked really nice, and one entrance looked undone. I was like, oh, let's go the really nice entrance. Nah, we went to the undone side, and it was cool. It was, it was a very ghetto setup, you know, similar to what I had when I first made my studio in Bloomington. Um, and he just sat down. He's like, yo, if you make beats, true loops. like, make a beat. And I made a beat. And that was pretty much the end of it. I started working with them. But the studio next door to us, like Young Jack, I remember specifically I saw him walking out there. And I think a couple other artists from uh, Boys in the Hood recorded there. And like with the dude, I uh, s- it, Stan low."
0: Boys know. in the Hood.
1: Yeah, Boys in the Hood with uh, J- Jody Breeze and um, all them. You remember
0: that? The franchise boys?
1: No, not the franchise boys. Boys. That's... I
0: don't I don't know about Boys and you Hood. The
1: boys and that was Jeezy's first group. Oh you talk,
0: okay, you're talking about okay, you talking about Jeezy. Alright, you said Jock and then you said Boys in Hood. Well I no, was, there like... was,
1: there was jock I mean it was all like interconnected. Um and I just remember like seeing them come out and not understand you know I didn't like in my yeah. head I I had never heard of them. I'm from here, so who the fuck is this? And they're like, Oh yeah, they got some things going on, it's cool. So it was just wild that like right next door to where I was making music at, like things that were, I guess, setting the trends in Atlanta hip-hop were right next door, so it was kind of cool. Yeah,
0: dang, so he was... That's, that's cold. What was Joe Jock like, 02, 03? No, I'm trying to remember when that... When that Probably was before that. that. Like, was he, was he... Did he already have his hit? Going, it's,
1: going, it's going down, Had just, like, hit right before that. I remember specifically when I was staying in there, we went to the video set of Young Drill shortly. Oh, I can give okay. You a okay, yeah. That was so, a that was a few months
0: down the line. That was right when TI so right when TI yeah, signed it. Yeah, yeah. I think it just
1: dropped King. Um I can say that the Atlanta music scene and the way they support themselves, I hope it's still the same because people actually fucked with each other's music. It wasn't a like when I was there, it wasn't a bunch of hate and shit and I mean you got your haters and whatnot, but not like how it is in Chicago and here where everyone is just this constant barrage of animosity and sneak disses and oh yeah they cool yeah we can work I guess but everyone's just trying to use everyone to just bounce off the next person they're not doing it to generally just make great music and when I was down there it seemed like everybody just wanted to make dope shit I mean of course there were obviously like rival they didn't really have gangs they had like neighborhoods like you know streets and shit like that and if you were born on a specific street you kind of represented that street and there were people that if you're from the west side or from the south side they didn't really get along whatever but it was never
0: normal shit because Atlanta ain't that big.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's not that big, but like I said, the vibe the vibe felt more cohesive with Damn. everyone. It, it, like,
0: and and that's why they where they are now.
1: Yeah, they support their own. You know what I'm
0: saying? That's why they've t- been run. They might had the longest run.
1: I haven't listened to a lot of new. Honestly, listened- well, cause
0: well, cause I mean, you got the little babies, the Gunners. You got the whole QC movement okay. with the Migos. Uh, well, City Girls ain't Atlanta, but QC's Atlanta and they, they got all those guys. Okay. The young thugs, you know, uh Cardi B's with Q C, the Migos. Okay. So they kinda they kinda been running shit lately. I will say Atlanta is the one town that always has a new artist every year.
1: Yeah.
0: You I know what I'm saying? Since two thousand.
1: It's weird because I did not know those people were from Atlanta until you just told me right now. I have
0: I have to collect now. Well, Cardi B's not. She's from New York. But her sound yeah. is Atlanta, Atlanta based. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even cuz you got to think even like Nicki Minaj French Montana, that's an Atlanta based sound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cuz they went with uh Walker's mom. Okay. And Gucci who put on numerous people. You know what I'm saying? That's all Atlanta. So it's they they they've been running shit for a while. They definitely have but can, could you... Because I went to the studio a long time ago with Tappa. You know what I'm saying? And I saw you make a beat from scratch with him giving you, like, four beats. Like, four mainstream beats he kind of wanted. And you made a beat from scratch. I forget. The song. I think the song... Well, Tappa don't ever drop shit. But he actually he actually <laughs> no, recorded it.
1: Actually, I, actually I actually know what beat you're talking about. Okay. I actually know what beat you're talking
0: about. So, like, where does that come from? Because that was the first time I saw that.
1: All right, so... The the best way I can explain this, and I think uh, the easiest way, way to explain it is, when I was younger, I would have things inside of my head. I could hear it, and then I would find the process of getting what I heard, and then bring it to life. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. It's great. It's, it's where the majority of musicians start off, where you, you, know, you feel something, you hear it. You know, it's kind of like the honeymoon phase in love. Everything is vibey and very organic. But as you mature and, and as a producer, the reason why I have people give me references now is there's too much shit inside my head. When you produce pop, rock, country, EDM, hip-hop, R&B, and all of the phases in between, I, just, I did a fucking Disney record. I I've, I've just recently, two days ago, done with trailer music. You know what I mean? like actual train of strings and like all that kind of stuff so when you're doing all of this there has to be a template there has to be some kind of thing that's been done that you can be like oh they like these kind of sounds and they like this tempo and it's in this key and you know what i mean and this is kind of the mood that he wants to bring cool now i can go from here i can basically make the beat and then edit it as necessary um some people have called it like copying because I'll, they'll, I'll play a beat and they'll be like, "Oh, you're using this beat to do this. That's copying." Which, first of all, you are not as good of a producer as I am. Kiss my ass. <laughs> second of all, second of all, like, <laughs> good artists create. Uh, great artists steal. It's the, the whole point of that saying is basically, I don't steal the actual idea or anything like that. I basically look at what someone's done and understand that anything that I'm going to do from this point forward has probably already been done in some fashion. Yeah. All I'm doing now is is getting an idea, getting the fuel to to complete it. Mm, and that's what you're
0: influenced by our shit.
1: Yeah, exactly what I'm influenced by. Like I'll listen to records and I'll be like, yo, this is dope as fuck. I wanna do something like this, but I want my own twist on it. Boom. I mean, the majority of records that you hear, you, you don't don't think these are just like r- random beats that people made because they felt cool. No, a lot of times, most people are chasing after sounds. Most people like they see success, and in order to be successful, they think, "Oh, Cardi B did this, so I need a Cardi B type beat, or I need a yeah. Lil Baby type beat." Hence,
0: why you see type beat. Yeah, the after type beats, beats on swept, YouTube.
1: That's what through. I actually, I've actually been debating on like some putting some of my old beats up as type beats just for sale because why not? But the 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 type beat phenomenon is I think good and very very bad because everyone is trying to be like someone else and no one is trying to be like you could I could want to sound I could want to sound like ASAP Rocky like I like his beats you know what I mean I like some of the samples and the type of drums you use cool then take those samples take those drums and create your own sound mm. instead of creating an ASAP Rocky type beat and the, the issue is is that you know, the rappers are influenced are basically see success, want success, and now have basically said, like, Oh, in order to be successful, I have to be like my favorite artist and I'm gonna go along this path. Yeah. And I'm you know what I mean? So I'm gonna look up ASAP Rocky type beats or I'm gonna look up, you know, Young Thug type beats. And it basically pushes the producers to produce these type of this type of music. And then pushes the rest of the community to accept more music that all sounds the fucking same.
0: Yeah. You know and that's mean? what we have now. No, it
1: is, and I think that if you Except it if, Basically if you're
0: like Yo I wanna do some shit Like Black Or Six lakh How the fuck You say his name Black Um I wanna just Shout shit. out to Black man I yeah, fuck with no, him No I, I like You <laughs> know how He I'm said, said
1: Slack Or whatever No because said. like He said how you pronounce That it? six
0: shit Do be throwing you off It be throwing me off Because I
1: feel like I have to say Black And then Six lakh To let you know Who the fuck I'm talking about
0: mm. Um That's how bad shit is now Where we literally Look at a six And we say it's a B He had to be high As fuck When he made this name
1: so you take, what you gotta do is, you know how like there's a lowercase b, you know how like six <laughs> looks like a
0: lowercase b that's really high. That shit, it's crazy. That shit right. cool. But shout out, to, I I get what you are saying though about the sound. Shout out to J Cole's verse, phenomenal. <laughs> oh, we got, <laughs> we got we got we gonna talk about Cole. Yeah, shout out to that. We definitely got to for a second because he 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 got a hot take about Cole last time that we talked.
1: I'm not I'm not a huge Cole fan. I love Cole, I love <laughs> Cole's music, but I'm not like a Cole fan fan. <laughs>
0: You will grab a mic whenever you want to grab a mic, because that I listen, shit... I
1: listen to... I'll put it like this. I listen to every project that he's put out, but I... Basically, I was a huge fan of Coles right up until he released Born Sinner. that's what I yeah, was like, that's, that's I what's was what's like an him. adamant fan, and then I don't know what happened. I think yeah. he released Born Sinner, and I think I just came to a weird junction in life and just stopped listening, and then I recently like was able to revisit his music. And I like it, it's just the problem is a lot of, of the stuff feels unfinished.
0: Yeah, and that's what you said about Forest Hill Drives, and I still, you have different ears than me, you're you're looking, listening to music at a different standpoint than me, that's why when you said it about Forest Hill Drives, I was like, ugh, that hurt my soul, man. Oh yeah, did you hear the new Anderson Paak album? Um, uh, okay. Uh,
1: Oxner, Oxnard, Yes.
0: Book? I wasn't fucking with it, man. See, then-, then- it, di- it didn't sound, f- like you know, the whole finish thing you said, that felt like it wasn't finished. It felt like it was rushed or something. And and
1: and see, I took the opposite thing from it, where I'm looking at an artist, and you'll see this from a lot from artists that work with Dre, is they're able to make a cohesive sound. They're able to make a sound that feels polished and Mm. feels new, but yet it's it's like like since like the one we do with Kendrick, that's not a new type of beat. Like that's no, no. But it feels new. It feels fresh. It feels like new energy coming into the situation. um, And
0: I I think Dr. Dre likes doing that stuff more than. The rap shit.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Because he, he come from that disco... This you know player, what I'm saying? Okay.
1: I mean, a lot of the samples he uses the in funk shit. are from...
0: Yeah. Violin. Well, I mean, the origins of a lot of this rap shit is from disco anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's when Dre's at his best. This I just Ray didn't, has- like... I don't know. It was just so left field from his first album. Which one, for,
1: from Anderson's?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. not the first, but the one before Oxford or whatever he calls This one. It was just so left, but... I guess that's what you expect from Dre Artists because Kendrick was left. But I think to Pimble Butterfly is his best work.
1: Yeah. Butterfly? Yeah. Um,
0: Th- to me, that's Kendrick Lamar's best album. If I'm talking to any hip-hop head who doesn't know hip-hop or if somebody died, the first art is like, if Big came back, play somebody. I would say most, I'm going most, right would say most influential album
1: that he's done is yes. I would agree on that. Most influential.
0: It's not the most, I can listen to this every day, no. But it's
1: it's an experience, like you yeah.
0: Got it. it just was like it was just rejuvenated because it had every element of black music in there from Kendrick. the origins of it in there.
1: I still Good Kid, M.A.D. City is still my personal favorite just because I'm
0: yeah. Married. That's my favorite Kendrick album. is Good Kendrick, Kid, M.A.D. City because you
1: get to see the old Kendrick and the new Kendrick like smashed together on one project mm. and it's delivered to you in a way that you can understand instead of on a like. How some artists will try and, like, how he did 808s and Heartbreak, where everyone, like, either fucked with it or didn't like it at all. Because, yeah. you know, Kanye does not do things the way that, that is politically correct. He's going to do it his way. You know what I mean? Especially once he's ascertained a certain amount of fame and, yeah. and influence. And
0: that's what's hurting him now.
1: I think his mental illness is hurting him. And I think that the way he treats his mental illness is, is hurting him.
0: I feel like the way he treats it makes people less sensitive to it.
1: Yeah. And because he, because when you do it in kind of like an offhand manner, and then release the album saying, um, "I hate being what is it? I hate being bipolar or something, something, something."
0: Yeah, I know you he's talking about. That I album hate. was fucking terrible. EA was terrible. It was
1: it was a very interesting. <laughs> what
0: did you feel? What did you feel about the seven for uh, the the albums that the run he went on, where it was Pusha T, then it was Tiana Taylor's Kid Cudi, it was him, a collab with Kim and Kid Cudi. All, and then all those albums were seven song albums, man, and he I, uh, he like pre- the, and then the Nas one that man. hurt my fucking soul.
1: I liked a couple of the Nas tracks. I just like to hear Nas again. Like he, yeah. Nas, Nas, an older dude. He's he's invested. Like he's not. He doesn't need to rap. So whatever he's doing is just fun. It's for, it's for the for the sake of production. Um, I enjoyed a few songs on there. The one out of all of those that I enjoyed the most was definitely uh, the the mix with Kid Cudi, and.
0: Kids you golf.
1: Yeah, I like that. It was it was weird. It was different. I wouldn't like listen to it uh, religiously, but you also got to realize I don't listen to hip hop that religiously because nothing is pushing the marker musically for me. Mm. Um, besides Kendrick and a handful of people, like literally a handful of people. Hell, one of the guys that pushes hip hop for me isn't a isn't is really in hip hop and does more Pixar like Disney type stuff. John Bellion. like his last uh, project, uh, Glory Sound Prep is incredible. Like. His, the one he did before that was incredible, but it's, but it's because of the musicality. I yeah. appreciate musicality. I appreciate, I don't, I don't push against things for the sake of pushing against them. I push against them because this m- needs to be done, and then how can I explore the process from here? Yeah. You know what I mean? You got, you, you'll have bullies that were abused at home and thus want to ma- you know, gain control, and then they, they gain control by either asserting certain control of themselves you know, making themselves seem stronger situation or making others seem little. Then you have bullies that just don't give that are malevolent, that want to cause people suffering for the sake of suffering itself. okay? That's where I feel like music is right now. People are just doing things for the sake of doing it because they mm-hmm. believe this is what success means. where mm-hmm. kind of, what I want to do is, for, for music is like this is what I grew up with, this is everything I learned. and in order to find some kind of balance, I need to do some of this over here, some of this over here, and push it to its limit. You know what I mean? I'm not just gonna do it for the sake of doing it. Like that, that, yeah. make, that makes zero sense to me.
0: Because then you ain't getting all you could get out of it. No, you're not. You know like, what I'm I,
1: I feel like you're just you're you look cool.
0: Yeah, that. that's what rap is.
1: Everybody wants to look cool. Everyone wants to be that guy. I mean, you think about it, like I can't tell you how much of a turnoff it is for me listening to an artist when people are constantly.
0: Oh, you cool. I I didn't know if something was coming on.
1: Um, when people like flash money, or constantly have like big booty bitches, or uh, mm-hmm. you know constantly talking about killing other people, flashing a bunch of guns, like this is like if you talk, if you rapping about the trap and about the shit that you've experienced, which cool. If you made a strip club song, cool. I I won't listen to it, but I can appreciate that you are sticking to the subject matter, right? When a lot of these songs is just drugs. Money
0: Pussy money, weed, money weed,
1: Which is not We aren't new topics pills. Yeah and pills These
0: aren't new topics Like and Eminem But we'll get to the Eminem stuff In a second So Since To me you're the best Producer Around You know what I'm saying That I've been around You know Ill Sounds A second So And he's and, he, and he's learning <laughs> yeah. He's learning you No, know, Ill Sounds And you know you got polos And all that What is Give me What is the difference Between the producer Beat maker and engineer
1: Bro, this shit is so simple. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, I got. I ranted for this about, like, I want to say, like, 15 minutes last night. So, we'll start with the easiest one, engineer. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a few types of, of engineer, and it happens all throughout the industry, right? So, inside the studio, you have a recording engineer. A recording engineer's job is this, to press the fucking button to make sure things are mic'd up properly, and they're getting good takes, and whatever the artist needs to be have done is done. A recording engineer is not supposed to make a mix sound brilliant. A recording engineer isn't supposed to do a whole bunch of effects and crazy shit. That's not their fucking job. Their job is to get the best possible take so they can pass it on to the producer or uh, mixing engineer. That's the whole point, is getting this vocals or whatever they're recording, drums, fart noises, I don't give a fuck. Just get that on wax and you're good. Um, The next step up, or not step up like whatever, but so you have mixing engineers. Uh, mixing engineers' sole job Is to mix the record Not prepare it for radio Or for SoundCloud release But to get the best possible balance of everything Get it nice and polished And ready for the mastering process Which Then there are mastering engineers Which are like Fucking evil wizards It's a whole, Mastering is, is like the dark arts Of mm. the music industry A, it costs a ton of money Shout it's out to Guru And, shout out and to, Knife Wonder just Shout out to mastering engineers I don't know what the fuck y'all do I, I tried to master, hmm. I I I. I, would I just made.
0: sound out niggas who fuck with hoes, <laughs> knife wonder and a guru. That's who do his shit. Knife wonder's
1: dope. Guru, you know, guru. Actually, I learned a trick from Guru how uh, SSL compression mm. from
0: YouTube. They called it they shit. No, they, That's they it. That's it. all I know though. <laughs> I don't know nobody else.
1: And Wonder uses FL, so shout
0: out. Damn. Um, oh, but you were saying uh, though.
1: No, I was, well, yeah, he does. Um, so within that, a mastering engineer basically prepares. The record for its initial release. It, it, it makes sure that it's compliant with whatever loudness levels uh, it needs to be at. It makes sure there's no like resonant peaks in anything. Um, it, basically, you're trying to get it as loud as possible for the format it's going to be released in, and then it get you know it sends it out. They're not you know doing beat drops. They're not doing any kind of crazy stuff like that. That's up to the producer and mixing engineer. Okay, mm-hmm. now. In this day and age, because people have very limited funds, a lot of times you'll have one person playing some or all of these jobs. Right. Okay? Um, like, I am, for all intents and purposes, a recording, mixing, and mastering engineer who also happens to be a producer. Okay? I'm no longer a beat maker. I have progressed out of that. I do still make beats, and, I, and but, like, people rarely hear them because they go straight to TV. I ship them to a mixing engineer for the company. He mixes it and gets everything done. Okay, um, but as a producer, straight to TV. Yeah, no, no, it's it's it just goes right
0: there. I need to get in this business.
1: So, um, you yeah, know, shout out Big Dog and B Clock. they put me on, appreciate that. Um, so within within all that, you know, when you have beat makers, and I don't look down on beat makers whatsoever. But if I were to compare, like me and Ill Sounds, Ill Sounds is in the beat maker phase, which is a beautiful phase to be in he can just create. He can work with people and create like, yo, I think this would be dope. Oh, shit, I got a new VST. I'm going to try this. Oh, I'm going to do this, bro. So we're going to take the reverb. We're going to distort the reverb. We're going to like sing in Spanish for 17 minutes and then we're going to chop it up and that's going to be the beat. Like this, <laughs> It's fun. It's, it's, it's every day he wakes up with this, this, this renewed energy that I'm going to go get it. As a producer... I'm constantly shaking my head and just, like, confused by why people are trying to do, like, oh, yeah, I just want to make a sound, like, like a little bit of country and pop, but then I want to have, like, a Travis Scott kind of feel. Yeah, that's what a producer has to deal with, like, but no, I'm, I'm joking. But, so, a producer looks at the big picture. Yeah. The producer understands like Tappa's image and understands Rocky's image, Shayla's image, understands like, okay, we need to make sure this project is like this, this project's being released at this point, this is the overall sound we're going for. Don't pick that track, it doesn't have anything to do with this. Like a producer you as a beat maker, your job is not to convince Tappa of what should or should not go on the album or how things should sound. Because it's a very difficult job and especially you need to focus on just making the beat. I have to focus on making the record and then look at Tappa and be like, bro, I just I just think I just think this, this ain't gonna work. And he's going to argue that it will work. And then I argue back and back and forth. A producer is is it plays almost all of the roles in a sense or helps organize all the roles. Like you, like let's take two different producers, right? Pharrell and Rick Rubin. Pharrell started off as a beat maker, a multi-instrumentalist, him and Chad Hugo, and they made up the Neptunes. They ended up becoming artists. But they were producers because they were never seen as beatmakers, like people behind the scenes that were doing anything. They were out in front, and they were like, no, the Neptunes did this, the Neptunes did that. They were, you know, whole projects were being produced by the Neptunes. Like a whole, it was a whole body of sound. Rarely do you hear a whole body of sound produced by Metro Boomin until just as, as of recent, right? You get a couple beats room. Or like, um, you know what I
0: mean? It, it, less is future.
1: Unless the future, yeah. I mean, you're you're only gonna hear you can hear a lot of these projects that are produced by one person, but they've got a bunch of different beat makers making the beats. Mm. It's because the producer is helping, like you know, playing like a DJ Khaled mm. kind of role.
0: Or Big Sean, but that shit was trash.
1: Which
0: one? What's the name of that bullshit? The Big Sean Metro Boomin um, album. Uh, double no. Yeah, it was called Double Song. Dollar. Double or nothing. It was trash. Don't worry about it.
1: I'm actually kind of a
0: Big Sean fan. I'm not, I'm not that I, shit, I Big you. Sean is—he's a bro.
1: Big Sean is a lyricist. It's, it's
0: like he's fell off though.
1: Like he has he has zero energy delivering the bars, but his bars be so yeah. cold.
0: Like, i think Kendrick heard him, man. I think I think Kendrick I think Kendrick told this nigga sit his ass down, and we ain't heard from him since. <laughs> yeah. I'm for I'm for real. Uh,
1: so yeah, that's that's uh, that producer. Then you also have, an old journey a little bit outside of uh, hip hop. So in like the pop realm. You still have people like uh, Max Martin, who started off as a songwriter and then end up becoming a producer, you know, multi-instrumentalist. He's got people under him that make beats. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It'd be like this. So if I'm Max Martin, this is my, you know, Benny Blanco or whatever. He makes beats and eventually will assume, either assume his role, like, you know, how Scott Storch became Scott Storch. But he was studying under Timbaland beforehand. Danger Hands became Danger Hands because he was a beat maker for Timbaland.
0: Um, Kinda like Kanye has this, has a team of of people that on yeah. him Diddy same way. Yeah, they, they, you
1: always have you you need a team like one. Cole
0: man, Cole got a team. One,
1: one man is not going to do like all one man or woman is not going to do all of this work. It's just not going to happen, and that's why I think in hip hop I think it's a, a complete fucking double standard when people mm, get unless you forty. Drink. No, forty still got niggas doing oh, it.
0: He do too? No, I mean you forty, you got Boy Wonder. No, well, like, Boy One ain't really part of Forty, but
1: okay. Imagine this is the team, right? Yeah. And this is what's being displayed to the world. There's a whole room full of niggas that are submitting beats that are in the studio that are
0: d- yeah. doing this. Forty like, just puts it all together and yeah, puts, puts his spin on it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's how the Bravos worked for for a long time. We'll, we'll get to the Bravos though.
0: It's a yeah. Fun, it's a fun. I mean, you can talk about the Bravos. No, not- well, real quick though, because the reason why I asked you that question is because. You, you see a lot of people who put out a song and I they say produced that. by somebody yes. who, who um, didn't even make the beat or, right, or so they made the beat and who, I will be saying that, it just be weird to me.
1: For whoever hears this, if you record at my studio or if I record you and I did not make the beat, please stop putting produced by Oliver. Do not put that shit. It's, it's not that I dislike you or dislike the song. I may like it, I may not like it. That doesn't fucking matter. Stop putting that shit because I didn't produce it. I didn't fucking produce it. Producing it, so if I produced it, like Tappa can put produced by Boo woo okay? Mm. Jay can put produced by Woo-Coochi Boo. Everyone else pretty much has to put produced by whoever fucking made the beat. Or you could put produced by yourself at this point if you bought the beat. Yeah. I know that was that was rampant in like from 2010 to 2013, 14. Artists started saying Produced by themselves They would buy the beat And then say Produced by me Like
0: Yeah I, I think that whole Produced thing is just weird Cause like the The people that's really Doing this shit They don't have to put Produced by such and such no. On SoundCloud and shit They just put the song out well, I mean, Everybody get their credit In the credits And keep it moving
1: it, it, uh, it helps It definitely helps Up and coming producers Um Like the way you feel about that is the way I feel about tags. I fucking hate tags. I hate them. You don't hear tags Mm. in in legendary classic albums? I mean yes, it's a whole different time, but when I'm hearing all these tags, I don't care who made the beat. I want to hear the body of work. I want to hear the the,
0: And then some tags, legendary tags, that shit become like part of it. Yeah. Like Swiss Swiss shit just be part of shit. Like when you hear Swiss in the song or something. You know what I'm saying? He nigga, he just do shit. Maybach music now. It Maybach music. It don't even it don't even really be there like that no more. Like it it'll pop in the middle because it it did on, on what's free. That shit just popped in in the middle, but just out of nowhere. Ain't even say Maybach music the whole way. Maybach,
1: Maybach.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like how you got to do the tag right at the beginning all the time. Like we got it. I mean, it. you have you
1: have artists ask me like, hey, can you chop that tag out the beat, Nick? could you pay fifteen dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey. Well, you're going to hear him in the top Man, 10. It's
1: no, Tuesday to Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you can't be in the top 10 if you have a beat that isn't box. See, Man. he said that. Just to, just he said that.
0: Saturday. That's, that's part of his thing.
1: No, if you have not if you've not purchased your beat, if you haven't spent 15, 20, 50 bucks um, and you want to take rap seriously, I know a lot of like rappers will disagree with me like, oh, nah, nigga, fuck you. I just go on and I just do my thing. No, your thing is supported by someone. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've used illegal plugins you know what I mean like mm-hmm. like crack plugins and stuff like that and then eventually like I was like oh I'm making money off of this I should probably buy it now also, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the a way, way a lot of rappers feel but the thing is I don't you don't see me going for a top 10 producers you don't see me going for a top 10 beat makers or a top 10 you know engineers with stolen property yeah. you don't,
0: you will not see me doing or that. putting the shit cause, the, cause when he first heard the beat it was on title and the tag was, in, was on title not just one. Not no, just the three, whole project. Not just three times. Maybe not even four. Probably more than seven. And it wasn't just like the tag right at the beginning. It was throughout the song. And it was on, it's on the title, iTunes, all that shit. mm mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I'm going.
1: Artist. I mean, you know Artists. You know what's bad about that, too, is that, that people can put stuff out like that on Spotify. And then the producer, they'll have their original content flagged on YouTube for copyright infringement. Yeah. The producer will have Their beat taken down Because they believe The system believes That it's copyright infringement That the artist now Owns this And the producer Is somehow infringing Upon copyright, Yeah
0: it's crazy man it's, it's- I get flagged all the time On YouTube <laughs> For my shit it's like- Not beats Cause I mean Motherfuckers wanna rap Over a hove beat No one ever can rap Over a whole beat That's disrespectful But if somebody wanna rap Over a little Uzi Vert beat You know what I'm saying I pick the beat And they rap over it and Get flagged I don't care <laughs> Shit, that thing I should do with me, but yeah. How how did the bravos come the Bra- together? The
1: bravos came together, and I'm a, I'm a and Tarantino. It and tell where the bravos are at and kind of how we, we came together. Right now, the bravos we're all separately kind of working on our own ventures. Um, there's four of us. There's there's obviously me. There's Tune. There's Lewis, aka Shindo, and then there's Knowledge. Um, Knowledge is kind of like the A and R, the the visionary. Of the group, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whenever we're like, he played such a vital role. Like, he wouldn't like make any beats, he is starting to produce now, but played an extremely vital role where he would kind of help push things forward or arrange things, make all the business calls. And then when the vision needed to be there, when we needed to create something, he'd always be there to help with inspiration and stuff like that. Um, so he's out in Jersey. We're working on uh, some 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 really dope ideas right now. Toon's still out in Cali doing his Cali thing. I mean, he just had the, the single with Sway Lee, and I think a couple other singles come out. Um, and then Louis, Louis is doing great. Um, I don't know exactly what his situation is, like who he's working with. I know he's working with like a t- a ton of like top-notch writers and he's been getting a lot of placements. I know he got a placement with like Lecrae a while back. So he's just, he's doing awesome. Um, we kind of bas- basically stopped with the Bravos for a little while, like all working together, yeah. uh, and focused on our own private ventures because it came to a point where we knew what we what had to be done, and financially, and just family-wise, it couldn't have been done at that time. You know, Lewis had, you know, his family stuff that was going on. Toon was in Arizona. Knowledge was dealing with his, you know, health issues, and I had a family. had a kid, and, you know, so it was, we basically didn't hang it up. We were just like, yo, we're all going to attack in separate directions, and when it comes time, we're going to converge again, and go ahead and make the Avengers. You know, sometimes you yeah. gotta split it up. Like, he say, go ahead movies. and make the Avengers. Make the Avengers <laughs> one time. Um... So within that, the bravo got started, I was introduced to Tune through Epic, I don't know if y'all know who Epic Beats is, or Epic Don, anything like that, so, uh, it's a good friend of mine, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but great friend, incredible producer, uh, the first time I ever heard someone else make Beats and I got upset because they were so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I remember hearing them and I was about, I was your age, and I got mad because I couldn't figure out how he did it. Oh, fail. That I, was just
0: like, that it just the idea.
1: I couldn't I couldn't figure out, like, <laughs> how the fuck did he get it to sound like that? Like, how did he do And here's his makes even worse. He was a year older than me. Dang. One year, like, He was one year older than me. And to, even to this day, he'll still do stuff. I'm like, how the fuck did he get that string to slide like that, you piece of shit? <laughs> um, so he introduced me to Tune. Tune is a multi-instrumentalist, insanely creative individual. He's like a brother to me. Um, and we just started making records and started doing dope stuff and doing little projects here and there. And... Eventually, Epic introduced me to, to Shindo. Shindo is like the master of drums. His drum programming is insane. I I definitely see, I don't, I don't see him, you know, stopping his progress whatsoever just because if you can knock down rhythm, which is one of the key essentials in any musical genre, you're good, and that's like his shit, you know what I mean? Uh, he's still got the DJ thing and whatnot. He wasn't DJing back then, but so we all kind of came together and wanted to do like this artist thing where we're in a group and, and this that. And it taught us a lot at the end of the day because we did get a lot of records done and we were trying to play some records and put some records out ourselves. But at the end of the day, we, we, we basically found like what it actually took to do this and like the, the steps you had to take. And then looking at it, you're just like, well, fuck, this is something that's accomplishable. Like we can definitely do this, but we don't have the finances right now to do it. We can raise the finances, but that's going to hurt all of these other situations that are going on. Um, and so we took, we took the high road on it, you know, instead of, you know, getting upset and disbanding and never speaking to each other again. I mean, there was definitely some internal conflict. I mean, with any, with any group, there's going to be, especially when you love each other, when you have love for, for someone, you know, that's the easiest way to, to have emotions spiral out of control because love is a very dynamic emotion. It's not always good. Like love will bring you to some bad places. Um... And you know we were at good places, we were at bad places. Joe was going through his health issues, you know, like I said. Lewis had the family stuff; he stays stay, was staying out in Miami. Tune was very, you know, tunes all over the place. Where you know he was in Australia at one point, then back over in the states. And I was dealing with the family issues, and it was. But, it, but what ended up happening was, is we kind of came back, started doing some more records, did some more dope shit. And just kind of came up with a plan, like, listen, we're all going to... It's easier to get in solo than it is as a big group and shove the door in. It is. It's just It's easier. And that's how the industry's kind of made, where people are... You got too many, like, middlemen and random people that are trying to keep their hands, you know what I mean, completely clenched over things. There are situations, like, check it out. Let's say you're a middleman, right? You know Ill Sounds. Ill Sounds is a producer you know, and then I'm the dude that's producing um, fucking Nipsey Hustle, Right? I'm 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 producing on Nipsey Hustle. Shout out the Nip. Shout out to Nip. Nip. Nipsey Hustle. Victory Lap album of the year,
0: my opinion. I'm proud of you. I'm surprised.
1: Like that that I've never I've never been able to put an album on and immediately want to make money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like at, like so as proud, as- I thought you was gonna say like birds and the midnight falcons or something. <laughs> I thought you was gonna say some shit like that. Some you know what I'm saying it's just some weird less shit. Um, you know some some producer shit. No. Uh, Beethoven classical hits or oh some my shit. God. Do you know
1: know what's funny about Beethoven is that, do you know how many classical artists were back in that era, like people who did what Beethoven did? There are hundreds, if not even, you know, there were tons of them, but we only know a very, very small number. And out out of the compositions that Beethoven wrote, we only know an even smaller number of those. Like, let's say he wrote 500 bodies of work. We only know two or three. So, yeah. out of the very small, like out of like you know, 500 to 800, you know, classical composers of that eight range, we only know of four or five. And out of those four or five, you know, out of the hundreds of work that they did, we only know four or five apiece.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like Tupac. And all a- of a- 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 br- everybody be going crazy over Tupac. It's about 15 songs, you really, you know what I'm saying? Out of 700, was- 15 of them is really hitting. We to a lot of people you know what I'm saying Tupac's cool no. he ain't in my top 5 he's not
1: he's he's in my top he's not my t- like top 5 but he's but the reason why he's not in my top 5 is because there's really only one album it's it's more nostalgic than anything is that whenever yeah, it's, a- it's me,
0: everything it's everything outside of music
1: yeah it just it makes me feel a specific yeah. way and I, I mean All Eyes of Me is a great project yeah. besides the fact that the beats were just a bunch of loops
0: yeah so that was kind of the cool. thing back then yeah yeah, yeah. West Coast, at
1: least. So that's that's where the Bravos are at right now. Pretty much, you know, we're all doing separate things. Um, you know, I've got my TV thing going on, uh, pushing specific artists. And there's a lot of plans. I don't want to, like, talk too in-depth with yeah. the plans that I have. Of course. But I will say that you, you know, what you aim at is what you see. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of people don't open their scope wide enough. They don't open their perspective up, uh, whatsoever. They have they, they view the short term. They don't really have goals. They don't set like I want to do X, Y, and Z, and, or are unwilling to set the go- proper goals for success. You know what I mean? Like if I tell myself, I could say some crazy shit like, "Yo, I want to make twenty thousand this month." If I said that, which I've only made twenty thousand in a month when I've like hit like royalties and got a bunch of beat sales and to and then paid off a bunch of bills. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it wasn't like, like you just, just got it, just to It wasn't like I got it. It's like I got it and be like, oh bye, it's part of my student debt. Yeah. Kind of. But um making making that kind of, you know, setting this huge goal, right? For money for money, or setting a goal to I want to get a car, this the next thing. Set your goal even bigger. Set it as big as you possibly can. And then think how could I possibly accomplish this goal, right? And start to lay out the steps. And the crazy thing is, is that you may have set your goal out as, I want to get a new iPhone. This is not an iPhone. but Let's say, oh, I want to buy the new iPhone. I want want to have like $1,500 cash. I'm just going to boom, I'm going to buy that. Check this out. Why don't you plan to save $1,500? Make so much money that $1,500 can go into your savings. And I guarantee within three months, you'll have more than enough money to buy the iPhone.
0: Mm.
1: You see, Or not three, three, six months. Because when you adjust your perspective... When you start aiming different, you're going to accomplish different. My my aim for the Bravos now is no is completely, you know, to the opposite of what it used to be. Um, I wanted, you know, the Bravos to do this the next thing. And, you know, with me and Jay, it seemed like it was going to, you know, like, boom, we were there. With me and Jay, we had the plan. You know, we had Lewis, two heroes on board. A few things happened, and it's still there. But now my vision is like, yo, it's beyond that. We are beyond just what we can monetarily do or beyond what we had planned before. Let's all get secure so that the problems that we have before we don't have. We're still young.
0: Like,
1: yeah. like I'm 31 years old. Most people see that as old, but like this is Jay
0: Z yeah. is 49.
1: Yeah, he's 40 and, and kicking it, like bro. You know what I'm saying? And
0: arguably right? might have verse of the year. on what's free? You gotta hear it. this It's Make me out, not Drake shit. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I just don't know why I'm fuck. I don't like being yelled at, bro. And that's what I feel like He don't even <laughs>
0: yell on that album bro. He don't even be yelling Mill <laughs> no, doesn't yell on it. No that No, no. He, he yells on a couple songs But it's 19 tracks Wow, these niggas
1: need to stop releasing I'm not here for 19 But
0: you gotta times. remember though This nigga was locked up bro he, he had a lot of shit to talk about Like it's not It's not Pussy oh. Money Weed Like he took He's t- touching oh, on a lot of shit Meek Mill, Meek Mill covers a category that no one else covers in hip hop right now, at his level of lyricism. What is he? The streets, delivering it on a street level as far as rapping ability with it. No one else is in that lane. That's why he was so important. No one else does that.
1: I don't know. I don't know why. Especially
0: from a perspective of someone who's from that. Like you could touch on like Kendrick Lamar can touch on the streets, but he ain't really went through the streets like that. At least public like, going to jail and all that extra shit. You know what I'm saying? Dad getting killed in front of him. You know what I'm saying? Shit, all that shit that Meek Mill went through, he delivers it in a way, in a unique way that other street rappers don't. I'll, li-
1: I'll listen to it. I, I, won't, I won't... You got to check out
0: Championship. Show. It's sample heavy. The first half is sample heavy. I
1: don't fuck
0: with
1: that. Um,
0: what? No, no. There, there are a lot of, like, producer-producers that don't really like samples.
1: I don't like I, this. This, this like, story, sent, I like. like
0: sample heavy songs. I don't like.
1: I don't like this. When you have a beat and you, and then you you cut a sample. Oh, that's a dope sample. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna add my drums on that sample and then yeah. for sauce, I'm gonna add some 808s on that sample and then I'm gonna cut out the beat for a little bit and then we we'll bring all of it
0: back in. Boom! Here's my beat. Well, well, <laughs> well. Listen when you listen to hey, the intro. Right. Listen when you listen to the intro. It got the. You know, the, I can feel... What's the name of that shit? Coming to the end of time. That shit. Yeah. Hold on. No, and you know what right. I'm saying? It, got, it it. does that at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? He had a little beat, and he drops the beat out of it, and he just rapping. And then Meek Mill does what Meek Mill do. He it's screams. fire. It, it's, he no, it's fire. It's and so then aggressive. he got a song called Trauma on there that is just... Trauma's arguably one of the best songs of the year. That song is phenomenal. I'll I'll
1: check it out. You got to check him out. But here's my thing. You look like you like
0: Childish Gambino and shit. I do like Childish
1: Gambino. See,
0: you like Redbone. Redbone was cool though, huh? You fucking Redbone. Yeah, fuck with Redbone. That's who it was. He posted a picture. I was like, damn, you do look like not to the
1: Creator. Who is it? It was Childish Gambino. I was going to comment that on Facebook. You do look like Childish Gambino. How the fuck I look like Childish Gambino? Childish Gambino looks
0: like he was like spoon-fed. Hey, if your face was skinnier... You would look like More Childish Gambino, ass. bro If you Fuck had a fro Yeah, if, if you <laughs> had a fro if, if you had a fro And his nose would just squish together a little bit
1: If, if you look completely different than what you look like No, right now, just those two things You'd look like this person
0: you would be, You'd look like you sing bone
1: and shit Childish Gambino is a better lyricist and artist than Meek Mill Huh? Yeah my opinion.
0: Huh? It depends on who you're talking to Because Meek Mill's audience Isn't Childish Gambino's audience And vice versa Yeah
1: but Bill Nye the Science Guy's audience Isn't you know Neil deGrasse Tyson's a- audience But you can argue They're both cool in their profession But if you side with one over the other I mean it's two completely different Fields of science Okay But if mm. I'm just like I
0: mean I'm, I'm not boxing them in But I feel Meek Mill is more necessary Than than uh Childish Gambino
1: And I and I would disagree with that heavily because I've I've heard street music I've heard I've, I, I'm i almost to the point Where I'm sick of it I, Yeah you heard
0: street music But you're not in the streets No I Meek Mill's the voice missed, For the voiceless Because, no,
1: because Well here's the, here's the problem Charles Gambino ain't the voice when
0: Of nobody You I got was, Tyler the creator For that shit
1: When I was listening To that kind of stuff I don't know not listening When I was yeah. in the streets Like when I was in that shit In Atlanta yeah. When I was in that shit In fucking like Seattle And all this extra shit Yeah Bro it's,
0: You're not counting Seattle But I, I feel you No bro.
1: no You're not Understand? Yeah,
0: you. I've been, I've, I've been to Seattle, bro. Oh, my uncle, li- my uncle lives in Seattle right right now. My uncle lives there okay, right I'm, now. I'll let you know.
1: Like twelve years ago, that shit was.
0: No, I'm not saying everywhere got streets and shit, but I'm not going. We are not gonna act like Seattle. They smoke some weed, bro. y'all ain't gotta shoot each other. You know what I'm saying? Like twelve
1: years ago it was not like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: ago, was... maybe tw- twelve. But it was off
1: the and doing all the straight bullshit. You
0: gotta remember, we in the Midwest. It's different. It
1: is different, but it was it was wild different.
0: like that. But I, but I'm I'm just saying like. Meek Mill is more necessary Childish Gambino his, his lane There are other people In his lane That do what he do Who That are creative And weird It's a lot of weirdos That do the Ooh. shit he do But he's not He's not just
1: weird Like he does it in a way That makes it acceptable For black people To not just be street Which for me Is a complete Drake necessary. No Drake doesn't, doesn't Jake Cole Jay, Drake is constantly Chance the Rapper to Drake is con- Tyler Jay. the Creator Cole is
0: Earl closer. Sweatshirt
1: Earl Sweatshirt Maybe Tyler the Creator No
0: Frank Ocean a, a, nice, bro, Kanye West. Kanye West paid no. away for all these niggas. Yes and no. All, all, all I'm all I'm stating to you is after, all I'm saying is after 2005, being street was not cool anymore. Kanye West changed that shit when he beat 50. When they had a battle. 50 Cent was the last street rapper where we was like, this is it right here. All right. Then you, you had, you had the crunk era. You had what Atlanta brought to the table, but that was a different type of thing. Meek Mill represents some shit that we don't have anymore like what the Lox was doing, Beanie Siegel was doing, all that okay, shit. Meek okay. Mill is the new of all of that that was I missing because, in hip hop. I guess
1: because I grew up with it and I understand it, and I also see the fact that like, okay, what has changed in the past twenty years? You know what what has changed in the in the situation? What has gotten better for for these people? And if you can't see, he's
0: this, on CNN. That's cool. No, that's, that's awesome. Beanie Siegel couldn't be on CNN. <laughs> no, hell Meek be, Mill is talking justice reform, and he he's like. Change. He's not an activist. He said he don't want me called that, but he's changing the perception of a street rapper with his with his situation in oh, a way. Okay. And he's delivering with the lyric side of it, and he's touching on not just a white man. He's touching on how a black woman locked him up and it almost made him hate his people, and all that. He's touching on both sides of it, and I feel that's necessary, especially in today's. With what's going on with black men?
1: And, and I'll, I'll say this right here.
0: Charles Gambino's just hey, free, happy, no, hey, no deodorant's cool, you know. No, the you know. reason why I relate. Hey, to go watch Charles Atlanta. Gambino,
1: the, the, the reason why I, I relate more to that is because I was the weird black kid and growing up, like, yeah. not accepted by, by white kids, not accepted by black kids. In fact, the two the two people that have been more prejudiced to me than any other race are black women and Indian men. And I'm gonna say that again. I believe
0: black women, black women, Indian Indian
1: men. men. Indian men don't not fuck with me whatsoever. No, no, no. no, I'll say this: I have like in Peoria, in in Bloomington.
0: Oh, but say I haven't seen one Indian man in Peoria. (laughs) About 15 (laughs) No, and I I
1: say this, and I
0: know this is coming. Shout out to Kevin Jacob.
1: (laughs) Shout out, shout out, my homie uh, Desai because he's cool as fuck and I have a lot of and I, I sound like that white person It's like I have a lot of yeah, white yeah, friends yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I sound like that what I'm saying right now is that like when I'm in the gym or I run to them or when I was like in, in customer service and I dealt with them there was a, specifically a point where my white co-worker was right here and I walked up to, to Buddy and I was like, was like hey sir how can I help you he looked at me and was like hi I'd like to and turned his face away from me and went to my white co-worker and asked him for you know to help and I'm just like Bro, I'm right yeah. here. I'm not gonna judge all of them based on the actions of one person, yeah, bro. But it was every yeah. single, t- unless they were closer to my age, and I and I understand that it's the culture. Okay, yeah. I understand that it's the culture. They
0: darker than you though.
1: So yeah, it was wild. So <laughs> we, we move over to we move over to to, to the 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 main one, black women. Um, and I know there's probably someone's gonna be like, oh, that's foul. You can no, think it's that should be facts. Can, this is fucking facts. The only black women that are nice to me. Openly friendly and will speak, and I can speak back. Nothing sexual, very platonic. You know what I mean? Just yeah, being just friendly. Say, how you doing? Is older black women. Older oh, black I like, oh, honey, you so sweet. He's like, I appreciate it, man. Like, you have a good day. And then they were cool. Mm-hmm. Black women towards my age, a little bit younger, a little bit older, do not fuck with me whatsoever. You gotta say, there's, like, yours, there's man. like literally a. Been act. shot?
0: Like, ah, uh, fuck it, dude.
1: No, it doesn't. Uh, say
0: what? That's what black women do, man. You ain't been shot? They can't fuck with you, man. You gotta have you gotta have <laughs> battle scars, man. <laughs> but
1: see, that has happened. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, no. I've been through those things.
0: Like, oh well, you been shot? Yes. You gotta tell them that. That's the first thing you gotta even say hi. Not, I'm not you sorry. gotta not You gotta say, <laughs> hey, I've been shot and they going to fuck with you. No, but that's no, not- no, I get what you're saying, cause Charles Gambino he spoke on that before in the interview. Like and they'll
1: be like, Y'all don't even support y'all. I'll be a hundred ten percent. Every time before I was with, you know, my wife now, um like, before before that, I think I was I was dating dating a uh, black girl. She was cool. She's kind of weird, but women are weird r- r- regardless. But when approaching black women, like they do not make themselves approachable. And this is a blanket statement, but for me, no. For my other homeboys who on some wild shit, yes, they're cool as fuck. They love him. For me, there's I'm fucking he's mm-hmm. been... and you know I've heard of the term whitewashed. Uh, yeah. Talk white. Oh, you want it, You probably like white girls. Like it's always something. You can't something talk long. of color. Yeah, you can't talk of color. I just speak English in a specific way. I have an accent that's, I guess, very proper. I don't know. I don't even know how to. I just. I have a Midwestern accent. Right. So.
0: <laughs> I mean, in fact, you said Midwestern.
1: Yeah. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. Just, I'm just I'm we just, say Midwest. I'm not, I'm he said not Midwestern.
1: Not Midwestern. no I I pronounce my words and shit.
0: I pronounced my words fully like, <laughs> Magnificent Seven or Magnificent what is it called? Magnificent eight. Uh, buddy, but but for me for
1: me, called- Childish Gambino helps represent that aspect because he made it cool for me to be weird and that's an okay thing. Yeah. And I can't tell you, like growing up fat, black and weird and liking anime and like all the extra shit was not I you, what? I
0: forgot you
1: told me. Oh, I was fat fat as shit. I wasn't fat I wasn't fat as shit. I wasn't like six hundred pounds, no crazy shit. I wasn't like in fear of like medical failure or anything like that but no. I was like I was a big ass boy and
0: I like anime porn
1: yeah. I, I, I do like anime porn it's specifically what I go to you can check out
0: <laughs> no I, I fuck with anime too though
1: Um, so, shout no, out to
0: the new Dragon Ball Z Burley movie man whenever that shit dropped that one piece out, one punch shout
1: out to fucking My Hero Academia for not releasing the movie yet to stream I couldn't even go see it they only released it in certain theaters the, what, here. the Broly movie? No, the uh, My Hero Academia. No one oh. cares about Dragon Ball Z, bro. Dragon Ball Z is a terrible anime. Yes.
0: No, I we fuck love. with that shit, bro. I
1: don't fuck with Dragon Ball. I, no, like, I, mean, I like I like Dragon Ball I, I, as as a
0: cultural I'm thing. I'm a Tokyo like, ghoul attacking Titans type of guy. I'm a one Metal Alchemist kind of guy. I like Full Metal Alchemist. They just made a new version of it and it was right weird. There.
1: No, the version of the the, the full metal the, the Brotherhood version is actually about the the anime. I'm
0: talking about the oh, one I was on Cartoon it. Network. It was weird. I have no idea
1: what that
0: I fucked with Inu, I like Inu Asha. Inu Asha. I
1: fuck with um, um the Bleach. one what's
0: the name of that shit? I like Bleach. What's Bleach. the name of that shit where Dude had the gun with his finger? Uh he died. He he jumped in front of the car to save the uh the little girl and he was a ghost. But his power was uh he could shoot people with his finger, like he had like a beam come out of his finger.
1: That sounds like some real
0: rapey shit, bro. No, nah, bro. <laughs> no, nah, bro. He, he could shoot people. It was like he had a I, gun. I had a gun in my finger and I could shoot you with my <laughs> it, it beam, was, It was girl. cold, though. It was cold, though. I, I, I fuck with Naruto heavy. So, but we definitely... You know, Naruto, I, should, I, should, I
1: should... I'll amend my statement because as a, as a as a, man who likes to get new information and then change my opinion and, and beliefs based on new information, I'll, I'll listen to Meek Mill, you know, because if someone's doing... My big thing is I do not listen like listening to music. It seems overly violent. It's, you know... Uh, Preaching black on black violence. I really don't like music that's preaching violence and
0: yeah. period. He, he ain't talking. He, he This is like the most mature. He's 31 okay. now. This is the most mature you've okay. ever heard him. He's okay. not. I'll I don't think there's one song where he's talking about killing somebody. Yeah. First of all, he can't because he's he's on bail. Quick <laughs> um, parole. No, he's on bail. He's on
1: bail? I yes. thought he
0: already served his time. No. That, that whole everybody was free meat was to get so he could get bail. He still got to go to court. <laughs>
1: I thought he already
0: did the time. No That, that nigga ain't free <laughs> I
1: thought
0: he did facing well, two I, to four
1: Bro this whole time I thought this man like, That's why we, I'm sitting there
0: Trying to tell you We need this dude He ain't even on probation He really he, And he And his shit is at the Supreme Court To where I don't I don't know if you're familiar With the court system But That's yeah. where You don't have a court date That's where they call you And you don't have to be there When they rule Hey uh, That shit ain't That's got why what I'm wrong, trying to tell you Child's <laughs> getting beat away Going through shit like that <laughs> No, he's not. But he bro, also Christmas is. Day, they locking this man up, bro. His son's open a present. to get a call immediately. We need Meek, man.
1: I'm just saying, like, uh, shout out to Wiley. And then, too, you know, because my brother <laughs> and his his uh, his situation and watching, you know, all of that, I can definitely see how they how they oh, that. Should.
0: You can finish this past one oh, ten. Just look at the clock.
1: Okay, we can we can speed up real quick. Cause I, yeah, I gotta jet out.
0: All right, what? Eight more minutes? Yeah. Or what? All right.
1: So absolute questions.
0: Yeah. So we got to go to the absolute questions now. What? Tell me. All right. Tell me about Tapper. Tell me about Tapper. Lamar Chase, Rocky Liddell, and Shayla Liley. I'll
1: tell you. I'll tell you about one before all oh, that. Jay. J trilogy situation.
0: Yeah. I don't know if we can talk about that.
1: Yeah, we, I I can't talk about it, but I can say this: um, we are working on new music. Okay. There is a ton of like beyond anything that you've heard him release just yet. Yeah, he is the I, I I can't put into words the growth that has happened. Uh-huh. Uh, and once everything is at a hundred percent, everyone will be happy. Uh-huh. that's what I can say. Right, talk about
0: because um, I, I do want to do an interview him last when I was in Bloomington we had talked about it. Yeah, no. But he he had he didn't even make the announcement yet. But he told us, but he didn't announce it yet.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot, there's still a lot going on with yeah. that. So we're just we're just trying to iron things out. Um, Tappa, currently working on seven thousand fucking projects. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That motherfucker. Tappa
1: is is what I call one it.
0: song at a time, please, not one verse, one hook, one one word. <laughs> this guy.
1: Um, he we're working on a ton of music for him. Um, I forget what the name of the project is called. I know that the vibe is is steering a little way from where uh, May was at. Where May was very rap driven, this one is much more yeah, singing it's an R and r and B yeah. album, um, and the feel is very back to where we were kind of initially, where it's kind of a grittier, more darker feel, uh, and and you know I really like where things are going because there was a few songs we did where I didn't know how the fuck this is going to end up, <laughs> and then it ended up dope, and I was like,
0: hey, he just, just always- a, he just needs to put his music on title. <laughs> I'm, I don't want the picture. I need everything on title.
1: Oh, I have a title account. I want this shit. Um, so yeah, look for definitely look for new stuff. Uh, it won't be like crash or you know, five fingers on the dolphin like what yeah. we did before. This is definitely some, some new stuff. So su- super excited for that. Um, working with Lamar Trace. Lamar, if you listen to this, fuck you nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we just want this guy to drop music. Uh, no, Lamar, I, I actually haven't spoken to him in a while. He stopped by the studio. He's just been—he's been super busy, man. Uh, recovering from an injury,
0: yeah, and trying to deal with all meat. that. And then and he's nine-nine, so that's a tough injury. <laughs> <We're> trying... <laughs> No when, no, when you're that tall, when you're that tall trying to get in a car to go to the studio, you know how difficult that shit is? When you're that tall, you need a whole limo. No, because i seen the knee. I was like, you should just get a whole knee at this
1: point. You should
0: just get a whole new leg. <laughs> yeah, like, they don't have a leg that size, bro. I mean, you, Wait, they, sorry, guys, sorry,
1: sir, it stops at this size, and you're actually a
0: few inches beyond that. Pause. Yeah, it's you dumb. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 But, but I, we want new music from yeah. this guy. Okay, he, right, no, right now, he's doing a lot of pictures, but we need some music. There's
1: a record that we have; he hasn't even dropped yet. That's crazy. Like we had a couple, a couple records. So um,
0: he he played me like like ten songs at one point. It was like last year, the year before last year. He never dropped none of them.
1: No, yeah, uh, it's yes. not, for any artist that's listening to this, you're gonna hear a constant theme, and it's that they aren't dropping music. Like you know, what's one artist that has a ton of music that doesn't drop any of it? Billy Sample. Yeah. Like,
0: this this he's dropped three. He only dropped like three songs this year.
1: Yeah, and do you know how many tracks we have recorded at that studio? Probably a million. Like because because
0: last year and year before last year he was in the studio every day. And he yeah. and he released hundred songs every yeah. Yeah, it was
1: ridiculous.
0: Yeah. He barely qualified for the top ten this year. He had a quiet year, but I mean everybody got life and work and yeah, you know like, family and shit. But he had a quiet year this year.
1: Um, working with Rocky the Dell. Rocky the Dell is is an artist that I think would benefit, and we've talked about before, with, with the kind of Tapa process, with coming in and working and, and really having a vision and a goal. Um, the dude is extremely talented. I think he's he's more talented than he knows. It's just the problem is, yeah. is is direction. When you don't have, when you don't really, when you have a direction. I even told him, I was like, yo, if I gave you 50000 right now, what the fuck are you going to do with it to, to put something out? And he was like, bro, I don't even know. That's
0: yeah. the thing. He, he, he be sending me every, every time he go there, he send me the music.
1: Like no, and it's dope. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong, it's dope. Like, he's got, he's had some. He's
0: one of the best artists here to me. He's top three, four artists. He was, what was he third on the top ten list last year or two? I, he was one of two. Three. And man, he's still early. Like this is his second full year. I'll rapper. say, I'll say,
1: I'll say, out of, out of out of street rapper. I mean, I have my own personal, you know, for or at least for Peoria. Mm-hmm. I have my own one that I think is the top, and and like that's a. It would be very bold of me to say that publicly, but. I I'm gonna say it. My favorite, just I'm talking about raw rap. Like for rapping for the sake of rapping, is dime from just yeah. rapping to the sake of rapping is just every every verse he's done. It's like he like pours 100, well, percent and that's what I grew up on. Yeah. Um,
0: so, he, he's up. there I don't. I don't. He doesn't grow. His pace of growth isn't where I thought it would be.
1: It's it, we're dealing with the kid. You know, what I mean, he just you yeah. just had a kid, and then yeah. dealing with life in general, it'll it'll get to you. But just yeah. you know, when we've worked in the studio, just seeing
0: everything that he well, I'm pretty done, sure you got should uh, that he ain't dropped I'm just yeah. talking about with with his mixtape. The expectations I had for him, mm-hmm. it was very lackluster. It was underwhelming, okay. okay. in a good way because I'm very critical of him because I know how dope he is. Yeah, exactly. So I expect more of him than the average person. The average person yeah.
1: yeah, I just I just I just always very like enjoyed. His approach towards things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then working with Shayla Ali. Shayla, Shayla's a, um, an extremely hard worker. Probably the hardest worker out of all of the ones that uh, the aforementioned. And I don't mean that to offend anyone. If you're offended by someone working hard, then fuck you. Um, she just, she's always, she, she pays for studio sessions in advance. She's always shows up. She's rarely late. You know, she's constantly, you know, trying new stuff trying to find her sound she doesn't ask me how to find her sound she just tries things and when I give her advice she takes it I mean she, she she's willing to learn willing to try new things you know and she could benefit again from an actual producer from someone going from there I think she just needs to record like 10 10-12 more songs really figure out her pace and what suits her like where she wants to go with it study formatting a little better and then move forward
0: sure sure
1: I mean that's that's well. that's my take on it
0: uh, Ill Sound's raps too
1: Nigga,
0: fuck No, he actually cold He actually cold you know He song? just he I just lame rap. I mean, he, he he wasn't me Like, he ain't on my level But he rap
1: So, secret I rap too You don't rap I haven't, oh yeah? Because I have one of my songs I don't Play know songs.
0: That's why you rock with Childish Gambino, There's man between
1: and Stay
0: woke Yeah <laughs> 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 He probably was drunk Off the hen dog had a couple blacks.
1: Wow.
0: But yeah, man. Where is it? Where is it?
1: I'm about to pull it up. You think
0: I'm lying. Jack underscore follow up on all social media. This is the Ollie first Bravo. podcast after the top 10. So make sure y'all go back and check the road to the top 10 2018 and the top 10 as well. Follow up radio Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7 to 8 p.m. on 90.7 as well. Also, I don't know what I'm dropping this, but if this is before the 28th, D-Ray Davis, Jess Hilarious, DC on Fly, Michael Blackston, Civic Center. Make sure y'all get tickets for that. It's going to be dope as long as D-Ray Davis tells new jokes this time. And not the same jokes from two years. Go ahead and plug it. You can plug. What, you wrote this?
1: Yeah, that's my boy. (laughs)
0: We don't count that as rap. (laughs) Ain't no rap. That's on CW though. We not counting that as rap, man. Kojak Oliver. Right. Ill Sounds is in the background if y'all hear his voice.
1: Fuck this nigga what Ill <laughs> And we're going to talk about Beatmaker Producer, but you know, it was your time to sound off air. We could talk about it. No, Beatmaker, Beatmaker, people try to put it as like a lowly position. It is not a lowly position. Mm. The producer is like, a lot of times I will like, I'll have to be hand, like, if you're more hands on and you're not doing